Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, everybody's familiar with the term been there and and, yes. and done that, but I'm so excited for for this guest because talk about condensing time frames, being being a, a doer. And like, she's so young to experience everything that we're going to talk about. I can't believe how young she is. Lived lived a lot of lives, yeah. you know, and it, most people when, they, when they're on their deathbed, most of them regret things they didn't do than things that they did do wrong. Right. It's like, hey, you know, I, I'm glad I tried. I'm glad I stepped up. Glad I, I swung the bat. And this person has swung more bats than probably anybody that you're going to see. And on, hit them out of the park. Uh, on, a, on, a, <laughs> on a podcast. Um, um, a professional poker player competed at the highest level in the World Series of Poker. And we're a big card family. Yeah. You know, played a lot of cards. Never. Uh, no. Competed at a high level. Uh, Love that. Um, a finalist on a reality show, The Survivor. Um, 2016. 2016. Uh, did did undercover work for Project Veritas. So just a doer. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know uh, what your comfort zone is, if it's here or here. You know, a lot of you have it, have it stretched. This person's comfort zone is like the size <laughs> of Texas and uh, more than we could ever fit into one single episode. But we're going to try to squeeze all the juice out of this guest we possibly can. The one, the only, Anna Kate. Yeah. What a glorious introduction. To God be all the glory. You know, it's so funny, David and Stacy. I remember my parents just said, asked me one day, they said, can you, can you, I was like, well, I'm going to do Survivor. I'm going to, you know, I want to do real estate for a few years, learn about real estate because I want to invest in real estate. Then I doing this and doing that. And they, they're like, can you ever get a normal job? Can you be a normal human being? <laughs> I said, if you haven't noticed since I came out of the womb, I was not normal. I'm a very peculiar person and I live life to the fullest. And, and obviously only really that is possible in Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I was an atheist too. And I know we're going to talk about that change my life. But it's an honor to be here, David and Stacy, with everyone. God bless everybody. Yep. Famous yes. uh, baseball player Yogi Berra is famous also more for his quotes than even his, his baseball. But he said, "When you come to a fork in the road, take it." Yeah, and uh, that's kind of the the, the path mm-hmm. that that you you've been on. And we mentioned the World Series of Poker and and Survivor and and these things. One of the tests that we do as a family, we try it as a process when you go to bed at night, is always ask yourself, like you know, kind of exhale, kind of you know, anchor with God a little bit before you go to sleep, and it's like, okay, today, what did I learn? about myself, what did I learn about others, and what did I learn about God today? And so if you do that in a day and kind of knowledge, this is a good day, a bad day, but what did, what did I learn today about myself? Mm-hmm. What did I learn about others? What did I learn about God today kind of before you go to sleep? And, and I got to ask you, with all these experiences, if you could go from like, you know, 500 feet to like 50,000 and sort of look at your look at your life, with with all of these things that you've done, one thing you didn't even name is that she was actually born in Russia and moved here at age four. Yeah, I mean, th- th- another yeah. thing, another experience. Born in communism. You know? Born yeah. in, in communism, and you have a great understanding of of the impact it's having on our world right now. But what would you say, overarching theme? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about others? And what have you learned about God so far in this that, journey of yours? Oh. That's a great question. I and I have a great answer by God's grace. The thing is, is that the Lord, I didn't know the Lord in my adult life because I became an atheist, but I grew up in church. And one thing that is so true with the Lord, he will put gifts in you. He will put desires in you. You may not even know the Lord yet, but there's a, there's a yearning to do something. There's a yearning and there's like, I want to do this. And it's, it's, it's God. It's God putting those mm-hmm. desires. Sometimes we have our own fleshly desires, which are different. That's not the Lord. But there's these desires. Like, for example, when I was 17, I remember I was, you know, dating my high school sweetheart. I thought we were going to get married. We were together for, you know, for seven years. And I remember telling him when I was 17, I said, listen, when I get older, I want to be a professional poker player and I want to get on the show Survivor. 
And he looked at me, he said, you're losing it, Anna. You are never going to get on Survivor and you're never going to play poker. And thank God I didn't. Yeah. And funny enough, you know, a few years later, I was the first female poker player on Survivor as a professional. To God be the glory. So it's crazy. God will put those desires. Have you had a conversation with him since about all of that? I have not. No, I actually, actually funny story. Uh, one of our mutual best friends, uh, the, the ex-boyfriend asked our mutual friend, is Anna on Survivor? I thought she got on Survivor. He goes, yeah. He goes, I can't watch it. I would die if I watch it. So, oh my so gosh, anyway, that's so funny. But, Thank goodness she didn't listen. I know. Thank God. You know, God will give you those desires in your heart. And you're like, I just, I feel like I'm going to do this one day. I think, you know, I want to open up an orphanage or I want to do this. Like there's something in your spirit, everyone's spirit, you know, that you want to do, you don't know how you're going to do it, but keep that faith alive. Say, Lord, if this is you, Lord, make a way, make a path, make it so easy, make it so open doors that I know it's you, Lord God, because Mm -hmm. I got to tell you guys, when I tried out for survivor, it was a miracle. And the whole step of the way was a miracle because as you guys probably know, it's very difficult to get on the show. Yeah. It's it's, it's caddy and competitive. Caddy and competitive. And it's an overlay because poker is a strategy game and Survivor is a strategy game. Correct. And they're very, very similar. They're very similar to life as well, which is why when I, you know, started playing when I was playing poker first, but when I saw Survivor, I thought, man, this is a game, like I'm playing a game for a living and now I can play a game in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a hundred percent very similar because there's a beginning game, there's a middle game and there's an end game, just like in poker, just when you're playing a poker tournament and same thing in Survivor and you have to adjust, you have to adjust to the situation. You have to adjust to the people around you. And there's a lot of math. There's a lot of figuring out. There's a lot of reading people, which I know now it's discerning people. I, I was always good at reading people when I was a kid. I realized now that was a spirit of discernment and all that is applicable in Survivor and poker. So that was part of my audition tape. Funny story. Um, my f- one of my mutual friends said, Anne, I know you really want to get on Survivor. They're doing a, a casting call tomorrow in Caesars Casino. Because at that time I was living in Atlantic City in Jersey and, and playing. And I said, oh, really? I mean, everything like was just, it was just random. And it was the Lord. So I got on this line. I went to the casino and I was online for six hours, you guys. Six wow. hours. And the line looped around the whole hotel, up and down the escalators and everything. And I, I was talking to people around me and I said, oh, how long have you, how long have you tried out for? One lady said 10 years. She's been trying out one guy, six years, one guy, four years, one year, you know, 14 years. I said, what? And they never got a phone call back. They never got an email back. Nothing. Well, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? I'm, these people are phenomenal people. They they have great personalities. Yeah, that's my season. So um, long story short, I get to the end of the line and I'm and I ask them, what, what do they normally ask you? What are they going to ask me? They said, they're going to ask you why you should, you think you should be on survivor, why you'd be good at it. And I had my whole thing planned. I was like, okay, well, it's easy. You know, I, it's a poker. I live, I play poker for a living. This is a game. There's strategy, reading people, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I had it all rehearsed. I get to the end of the line. Here I am. There's like three different, you know, tables and cameras. And I remember I, was, I, I come to the, you know, the camera in the end and the guy has camera in my face and he goes, okay, why do you think you'd be good on survivor? Go. And the first, you know, few seconds, 10 seconds was great. You know, I'm rolling I had my speech was coming out. And then all of a sudden I'm telling you right now, the devil knew that there was something about being on the show that he didn't want me on. Cause it was the first time I ever heard the devil's voice audibly. I, wow. it was like, 
I can understand now how, you know, people that are schizophrenic that hear voices. I heard all these different, it was like 20 voices. I heard, you're stupid. You're ugly. You're dumb. Why'd you say that? It was so loud in my head. You guys, I, I couldn't hear my own thoughts. I stopped talking and here I am just blinking at the camera. My eyes are welling up with tears thinking I am messing this up. What are you doing? Anna talk I couldn't talk. And the guy's looking at me and I'm looking and I go, well, I'm really messing this up, aren't I? And he goes, no, no, you're fine. Do good. So I spit out like one more sentence and I walked away about to burst into tears. I'm holding it in. I'm about to run to my car to cry. I remember the lady next to me who tried out for 10 years said, oh, Anna, come take a picture. Come take. And I was like, I, I couldn't. I was. About, I couldn't even say anything. She said, no, come and take a picture. We took a picture. In fact, I think it's on my Instagram and we're smiling and my eyes are bloodshot red, red. I leave. I wave. I couldn't even speak. I ran to my car, closed the door. And I burst out crying. In fact, funny story. I drove to our friend's house to play, you know, play poker together. Here I'm bursting, crying. All these guys are playing poker on their computers. And, and I'm just, I just messed up. I, I don't know how I did this. I, and you know what's crazy? A month later, I get a phone call from Survivor. And the first thing I asked them, I thought it was a prank for my friends. I said, okay, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. Okay. They're like, no, 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 Survivor. No, this, come on. So why are you calling me? I messed up that interview. And they said, yeah, you did mess up that interview, but we saw something in you. Wow. And you see, that is the grace of God. That is the favor of God on everyone's life. When it is your destiny, no matter how many voices you hear saying that you can't do it, you're dumb, not going to happen. And even if you mess up, even if you mess up the interview, God will make a way where he'll put such favor that no demon can stop you for your, from the path that God has for you. And, and the survivor gave you quite a platform. You know, where, and it's interesting because around that time, from my understanding, uh, you started following President Trump, started kind of getting into politics, started, you know, talking about that, and then also met Jesus again. So talk a little bit about that. And so you had this huge platform and you were prepared. Yeah. You know, it was interesting because here I am, you know, it's 2015. We filmed in 2015, 2016 it aired. 2015 is when I went down the rabbit hole about six months before I found Jesus. I realized that candidate Donald Trump at the time is, is saying the truth. It's speaking Mm -hmm. the truth and Mm -hmm. he needs to be president. So I remember when the show aired in 2016, all my friends are liberal most of the fans are liberal. Everyone is reaching out. Everyone love you know, I love you on the show. They these fans know everything about you. I mean, it was kind of weird, you know, meetings that, that are super fans that know every detail about your life. And I, I, I forgot, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> but here I am. And, and, you know, my friends went far in the game and all this stuff. And I'm thinking about coming back and man, God totally stopped me in my track, stopped me in my track. And, um, and I actually want to say the reason why I believe the Lord had me come on the game was actually funny story at the end of the show, the day that I was taken out was the first time I audibly heard the Lord. He told me you're going home tonight. I heard it so clear because I was fasting. You know, you're not eating there. You're not really sleeping there. I really had, I had a spiritual experience there and it planted the seed to then finding the Lord a few months later. Mm. So long story short, um, the show came out and it was 2016. And I remember thinking, man, I need to endorse candidate Trump. I need to endorse him. I need to use my voice. And the platform is growing and growing. I mean, there's like 20, 30 million people watching the show every week. Right. I didn't even know that. I thought it was like 2 million, 30, 40. I was at 35 million watched our re- reunion show, the, the, the finale. Anyway, so I'm like, I have to use my platform. I can't just hide. I have to say something. And I knew I was going to lose all my friends. I knew I was going to probably get a lot of backlash from media. from, and, and I did. I endorsed candidate Trump. I remember that tweet that I sent out. And I remember the media backlash and all the, the 
real famous Survivor players making shows dedicated to me saying, oh, Anna Banana, she's crazy. She's stupid. She's dumb. And I just found Jesus at that time as well. So, uh, you know, feel, being persecuted, I was crying. I was like, oh, they're calling me a homophobe. They're calling me a racist. They're calling me a big, all these things. And I was a baby, baby. I just got saved, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when I had one Christian friend who called me, she said, read this verse. She goes, blessed are the persecuted blessed, you're blessed. And you need to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice when you're persecuted. Mm. And when every man speaks evil about you, you blessed are you uh, for righteousness sake. So man, it was, it, it didn't feel blessed, but you know, I'm so grateful. <laughs> and you're like, what, like 27 years old, 26, 27 years old at the time. Yeah. I young. was like 28, 29. Yeah. I was yeah. young. I was a baby. And I was like my, you know, I bright eyes and bushy tail. I'm excited for life and on a show. And then all my friends, all my fans, media made up stories, all this, it it wasn't easy. And I think I was the only reality TV personality that endorsed candidate Trump at the time, but I'm very grateful I did. I wouldn't take anything back. Wow. You know, um, and I want to get back to that question. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about others? What did you learn about Mm -hmm. God? And like in that moment, when, when it's the brightest, I want to kind of make sure we get a clear answer on that. What's the, you say the one, what's the one takeaway that you learned about yourself Mm. in that process? Oh my God, this is the best show. I mean, I know you guys have a great show, but you guys ask the best questions. Everyone is very superficial. This is I'm sincerely curious. If I don't learn and grow from doing this show, it's a waste of time. Right. Because if I'm learning and growing, then our listeners are learning and growing. Our goal from this show really is that people watch it for a year. They look back on their life like, wow, I paid off some debt. Man, I lost a few pounds. I'm using less pharmaceutical drugs. I'm eating dinner with my kids at night. I'm I'm going on a date night with my Mm -hmm. wife. I'm reading my Bible at home. You know, like you you really Mm -hmm. want the world to get better, but you know, that happens if we get better. Mm-hmm. And if you go through yes. something and you look back, if it's a win or a loss, either way, you're like, yeah. man, okay, what what can I take from this? And very few yeah. people have had that moment in time mm-hmm. that you did, you know, where yeah. you step out and, and, and like, okay, what did that teach me about myself? Mm-hmm. And then you're in this competitive environment with others that had your back or they're trying to take you down, mm-hmm. or maybe they had your back and now they're trashing you and making a show about about something you're not. Mm -hmm. So like, what did you learn about yourself from that environment? What did you learn about others? And what did you learn about God? Yeah, the best way to learn, like you're saying, is transparency, you know, talking about your faults and your weaknesses. And, you know, God gives you strengths as well. I mean, it's his strength. What I learned through that process, even though it wasn't easy, it was the hardest thing I ever went through. But actually, the second hardest thing was with Project Veritas than having hit pieces written Mm -hmm. specifically on me. You know, attacking my reputation, attacking my character, attacking my, you know, purity with the Lord. Right. So um, and and it, what I learned through through both of those occurrences was the resilience was really the human resilience for survival, really, yeah. you know, um, but that it's it's impossible to do without God. Look, if I didn't have the Lord at that time, I would have been broken in a million pieces and no one would be able to put me back together because it was only the Lord who put, held me together. I literally just got saved. So that was an anchor. That was something I can hold on to. They were attacking my reputation. All my friends, every, I do is my dream to get on Survivor. Here I am on Survivor on, on TV. And, and, and I knew I was, man, I have to say something. I have to endorse this. I know I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose all my friends, my reputation. I'm going to lose any chance of getting back on the show again. I'm going to lose everything. My, po- by the way, the poker community is also millions and millions of people. Here I am. They want me to be on the show with them here, you know, and traveling with them. And, and they, they want me to be, you know, the ones to watch on the double world poker tour and do it, you know, do a show with them. And I know I'm going to lose everything. And, and I knew I had to do it because I, I don't want to, I don't want, I, 
I have to use my voice. Mm. I, I, mm. This country needs it more than ever. I care about this country more because it came from commun. You know, I came from communism, so I understand and I love the beauty of America. And I, the country means more to me than my reputation. Mm-hmm. So it's the laying down of self, the laying down, dying to your flesh, dying to what you want, what you think, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, dying to it, and and mm-hmm. just allowing the Lord to use you because God is gonna. The Lord said he's going to expose all the darkness that's happening, all the evil that's happening in the light. So use your voice. Don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed to say the truth because God will work it out in the end for good. And I'm so grateful I did that. I'm so grateful. What I learned the most, David, was the resilience. And I learned that all things are really possible in Christ. Because let me tell you, those friends that looked turn away from me and that said horrible things about me, and they're starting to realize that we were right. Right. They're starting to realize, man, this country is down the wrong path. My goodness. You know, even though we don't like Trump's personality, he's actually he was actually right about some things that we were saying years sure. ago. And so mm-hmm. to God, be all the glory, the resilience and that. And, and you know what? I have to tell you, there's a difference between pride and confidence. Right. The Bible mm-hmm. says that Satan fell because of his pride. Right. But the confidence that we are allowed to have in God, the confidence in the gospel, the confidence in my identity in the Lord of who I really am. People can project all kinds of things mm-hmm. on me and on you. And everyone has felt that and went through it. I'm not the only mm-hmm. one. President Trump, my God. Whoa. They're trying can't to, imagine. you know, with, right. You know, can't even imagine. I had a little, little taste of it. He's mm-hmm. had it every single day since 2015. And uh, yeah, it's the resilience and the strength and the confidence I have in God more than ever. That is huge. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. a great answer. You, in yourself, that's one thing you learned. What did you learn about others during that time? Wow. Funny story. Okay. Well, what I learned is how spiritual everything is. Again, as a baby Christian, I realized how spiritual everything is. There was one survivor player, I'm not going to say the person's name, attacked me more than anybody. She had a very well-known show. I, I don't know if she's still doing it, but you know, hundreds of thousands watch every single week. She talks about survivor. They had a segment dedicated, you know, to me. And which was weird because I'm not on the show anymore at that time. Anyway, it was spiritual. I heard the Lord say, I kid you not. So I heard the Lord say, check her Twitter profile. And I did. I went on her Twitter profile. You know what it said in big letters, capital letters on her profile? Mm-mm. Satanist. Ooh, wow. Wow. Please. What? I have never seen that before. Mm-hmm. In fact, she changed it, you know, years later. But Satanist. So she's tweeting at me and I, and, I, and I shared, I took a screenshot and I said, you know, now I can understand why you're attacking me so much. This is spiritual. I said, sister, I'm praying for you. I'm really praying for you. And I really was. I cried out for her. So I said, Lord, help her Jesus. That makes so much sense. She's the one out of everyone that's attacking me the most. She's a Satanist and I'm a baby Christian. So I said, I'm praying for your soul. She you knows she answered. She responded and said, and it broke me, you know, broke my heart. I'm like, man, this is, she's so deceived. She said, I would rather, uh, I would rather stand with my homosexual friends and have a party in hell than follow your Jesus. Wow. Like, I, I would rather party with my friends and follow the devil and have a party in hell than, than know your Jesus. And I said, and mm-hmm. I lovingly said, sister, I am praying for you more than ever. There is no party in hell, sister. I am mm-hmm. praying for you. God loves you. He really loves you. And I, I truly love you. Mm-hmm. And I meant it because that really, man, I was so angry and frustrated at first with her. And then I, I had such a compassion for her. So what I learned more than anything, and I also learned on, on being, you know, with Project Veritas as well, is the compassion for souls, the compassion for those that are deceived. Some of you guys have family members that are still deceived. I do as well. 
Mm-hmm. Keep praying for them. Keep loving on them. Keep extending your hand of love, that extra mile for them that Jesus talked about. You have to walk in that extra mile with them. Giving, give, you know, someone is in your family is cursing you. Send them a thank you card. Send them a love you card. Send, send them a gift. Send them something, right? Go out of your way because let me tell you, God is working on them. And I'm praying for those. In fact, the Lord even told me there's going to be a few poker players and a few survivor players are going to call me very soon and cry for help and need help and need prayer. Wow. And those... So thank you, Jesus. So trust me, it's God. He's, he's so good. He's so good. That's an interesting concept. Can you share that you're, what you did about uh, maybe three, four years ago, both Nancy Pelosi, I got to kind of put that in your heart about. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, in 2020, I would see Nancy Pelosi and um, I would feel rage and like, I really did not like her. I wouldn't say hate, but I would say I, I would feel angry every time I would see her on the television. And, um, and the Lord told me he wanted me to pray for Nancy Pelosi. And so I mm. actually had a picture of her on my phone. And every day when I would have my quiet time, I would pull out that picture. I would look over her and I would pray for her. And that's when that song just came out, um, 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 A Thousand Generations, you know, um, the Carrie, Carrie, Job. Carrie Job song. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I would actually sometimes sing that over Nancy Pelosi. Um, and mm. it was like God really had me praying for her. And I... I think, yes, it was for Nancy Pelosi, but I think more than anything else, it was for me because you can't feel rage and you certainly can't feel hate when you are praying for someone. And, um, and so my whole, um, outlook and the way that I viewed Nancy Pelosi completely has changed over the years. I no longer feel that way about her. And I do believe that God has plans for her. He is, he's, she is somebody that God created. He has a destiny that he put inside of her. And so, you know, we're linking arms to pray that she reaches that destiny, that she comes to know Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. And we're, we're in a world oh. that's created this like left-right identity, which is very Marxist in its nature because mm-hmm. it's like there's a zombie attack coming in. If the zombies can make us fight each other, mm-hmm. you know, well, that it, there's nobody mm-hmm. fighting them. Yeah. You know, and, and and if we could be divided that way and not focused on what is the real problem, it's not the person, it's, 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 you know, we, we don't struggle against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, so it's talk, true. talk about that a little bit because you've been in, in that place and you've been, you've taken more arrows directly from some of these people, mm-hmm. you know, than, than most. Yeah. I, it's so true, Stacey, what you said about, for me, it was Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, oh, she's a witch and, and she is, yep. the Lord showed. And, you know, she's in a covenant and all this stuff. And I, I had a vitriol anger uh, towards her and hatred, like, oh, she deserves hell. And the Lord changed my heart. And actually, specifically, it really was when I worked with Project Veritas, when I went undercover and I'm spending, you know, I was with Project Veritas for like nine months. So here I am spending almost every single day of my life with Democrats all day long mm-hmm. as they trash Trump and this and that. And I got to say, one of the biggest things that I, what I saw was, you know, I have to tell you guys, I'm telling you, not, not, not every liberal has and even with Antifa, when I was with a democratic socialist of America, very Antifa group, uh, communist group, openly communist, they're Stalinist, Leninist, you know, Trotskyists, which I was shocked as, as a Russian, you know, being in there and hearing their, oh, yes, Satan, Satanist, well, it's basically Satan, um, Stalinist t- ideology. And I'm thinking, what in the world? They're crazy. This didn't mm-hmm. work in my country. That's why I'm here. You know what I mean? So, and I couldn't break my cover. I just had to smile and agree with them. And talk, you know, wow. their lingo. And thankfully, I knew their lingo. But what I saw, and not everyone has purple hair. Not everyone has orange hair. I have to say what changed me was when I saw and spent time with them. 
and this is getting into Hillary Clinton, getting back to Hillary Clinton in a second, is that I saw that, man, it could have been me. This girl looks just like me, like I was in high school. I mean, straight up, this could have been me. A lot of these, I would say, you guys, 90% of the people that are, you know, so even socialist, mm-hmm. communist, right? A lot of them are average kids, average adults, average. You would never know that they're socialists. You'd never know they're a communist. You really wouldn't know. There's a 10% that are radical, and there's about a 2-3% that are super radical. In fact, the Lord, I can, I can literally sense when that guy was around me. It was a coldness in the spirit. It means demon possessed this guy. Mm-hmm. He was a radical. The Lord told me he, someone would tell him to kill someone for communism. He would in a second. And I turned around and it was this coldness around him. And he, he, he actually, I knew he discerned that I wasn't there. I knew it. Anyway, I told James, I'm like, I, they know I'm, I'm not, I, they, they know I, I can't come anymore. And anyway, James was like, no, go, go. And they took a picture of me. I knew it because the guy was, he's demon possessed. He knew, he knew, he discerned. So anyway, long story short, what I learned from that situation and for nine months is that these are they're good hearted people. They mean well, they want to help people. They want to help the country. They just don't realize that their solution, communism, socialism is not going to help the country. Right. They're brainwashed into knowing it and they're deceived. So I had such a compassion build in me where I used to see them as an enemy. Then I saw them as my God, I have such a, I have such a compassion for their souls. They don't mm-hmm. understand what's happening. And so that's when I realized we battle not against flesh and blood, David, exactly. Ephesians 6, 12. We don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against these principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places that unfortunately many people are possessed with them. So from there go, and then that's when the Lord really showed me and my pastors taught me that with Hillary Clinton, pray for her daughter. I said, pray for her. They're like, you got to, you know, you got to love her, pray for her, love her. The Bible says to love your enemies. <laughs> the Bible says to pray <laughs> for your enemies. The Bible says, and I said, oh, okay. She goes, now apply the word. You read the word, now apply it. And I said, huh. So I started praying for Hillary Clinton. I started praying for Nancy Pelosi. I started praying for Joe Biden. Ah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like you were saying, Stacy, that love supernaturally grew where I didn't see them as an enemy. I saw them as a soul. Mm -hmm. I saw them as a deceived soul. And look, you know, the position that Hillary Clinton is in and all the wickedness that all of them, and we've all done wickedness, amen? Not Maybe not as much as them. Maybe we didn't murder people. But Mm -hmm. listen, the Bible says when you hate your brother, you're murdering them. So there's actually many, I was a murderer, you know, in Mm -hmm. the spirit. Um, I hated some people for sure. I hated Hillary Clinton. That's a murderer, just as guilty. So I had to, the Lord, I had to check my own heart. The Bible says, you know, judge yourself so the Lord doesn't judge you. So I had to really really check my heart and say, Lord, you're right. And the more I prayed for her, Stacy, the more I had compassion, love for her. And now we look at her with such compassion. Like if someone says, you know, President Joe Biden, I don't, I don't go, Ooh, I, I'm not in pain. I go, God bless him, man. I wish I can see him. I wish I can meet him and tell him how much God loves him, how much God has such a plan and destiny for him. Even still, even in his old age, that God doesn't want to see anyone perish. Yeah. And I would have never thought that would happen ever. And I think most people feel like, okay, if, if, if I were to pray for that person, Maybe they can only pray like God punish them right. or God fix them mm-hmm. or, you know, these things. And, and we put ourselves on the throne of, versus, of, of judgment. That's so good. You know, and, and the, 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 the problem mm-hmm. where a lot of people come into it, and I know myself, is, okay, how can I do that without condoning their positions, condoning their policies? Yes. And they, they are separate from the person. Mm-hmm. The, the soul that God created is apart from their policy. Yes. See – that is okay. This is how good God is because even in, I think it's in, <clears throat> it's in, um, it, it, I think it's in first Peter where the Lord says that it's, it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Mm-hmm. It was God's love that led me to repentance and led me to deliverance and led me to not wanting to do the evil things I did anymore. It was God's kindness. It wasn't God saying, Oh, you did this. You did that. You did that. I would have been like, okay, well, 
I guess I suck. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just going to stay there. But it's the kindness and love. For, so when the kindness, even with like when you see um, Daniel in the Bible, he always honored King Nebuchadnezzar, evil man, evil, wicked man in, in, in charge of a massive mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, empire, not country, empire or the Babylonians. And here he is honoring him. Hello. Uh, you know, God bless you, King. He'd always honor the position. He would never chastise him, but his love and his wisdom convicted the, the king. He's like, there's something about Daniel. We got to keep an eye on Daniel. And, you know, and then they, all the enemies lied about him and he was going to throw his three right. friends. Down and and, and, it was, it was real life survivor before it was a show. Yeah, exactly. Real life survivor. But now God wants to take you from surviving, just surviving to thriving, right mm-hmm. into the fullness of God. And so the conviction, imagine, I, and this is why my, my pastor, Pastor Ruth and her husband told me, um, they said, imagine now if Hillary Clinton got saved. Imagine if she had a real encounter with the Lord. She gets born again. That fear of the Lord grips her and she announces the truth. The Lord says, tell the truth to the public. And imagine if she used her mouth and said, listen. I want to repent. She's still going to go to jail. The Lord said there's still justice, but you know, the judgment is going to be, you know, put aside. She's going to be able to enter heaven, but she would speak the truth. She said, imagine. And the Lord said, there's going to be two, three witnesses that are going to come forward and speak and say the truth. They're going to be thrown in jail, but God is going to use them as speak truth. So the conviction, when you're loving on people, like the conviction, they get convicted. They, they go, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to hurt children anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to kill people. I, I, I don't want this anymore. So the love will actually break them. And, and actually, one last thing I want to say, David, what you mentioned about look at yourself. My pastor told me the story because she was like praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, fix my husband, fix my husband, change my husband. He's like this, he's like that, he's like that. And you know what the Lord showed her? He showed her a big mirror in her face. And she said, Lord, why are you showing me? I'm fix my husband. The Lord said, don't worry about your husband. I will take care of him. I want to change the one in the mirror. Oh, me? Okay, Lord. (laughs) Went on a 40 day fast, only water. And you know what? And the Lord changed her. God wants to change you. We keep pointing fingers. God says, don't worry about them. I'm going to work on them. I want to fix you. That is huge. That's huge. That's that's something that we can actually control. We can't control anybody else. We can pray for them, but we can make that step ourselves. And that's huge. So people want to track you. I know your life is like one long adventure, so it's going to continue to unfold. So you can go on Twitter.com. It's Anna Kate, A-N-N-A, but K-H-A-I-T. Anna Kate yes. um, on on Twitter. Uh, it, it, it's encouraging. It's life giving. Yes. It's truthful. It's positive. Um, uh, kind of, if, if you want to refresh, you know, from all the darkness refresh. and ah, this mm-hmm. and that. Like she brings a lot of hope and and, and life. And um, just I'm going to give you just a kind of moment here as, as as we close out. What else is going on in your life? Projects, things that are happening. What are you excited about right now? Uh, what else, you know, mm-hmm. do you want to share with our audience as we wrap up? Yep. I would love to. Uh, the, the Lord said the next seven years is going to be such years of plentiful. He, the Lord said, that, especially actually for 2024, I love that that picture. It's really the open door. It's the year of open doors. I know many prophets are saying this. this is exactly what the Lord said. It's the year of open doors. It's going to be amazing for the people who believe in the Lord, love the Lord and are, and are seeking the Lord, right? And it's going to be a terrible year and a lot of shakings for the wicked, a lot of shakings. That's why I'm telling you more than ever, you want to make sure you have peace with God and peace with everybody. You know, some people might need to, I'm telling you, I can sense it right now. Some people need to, I'm sorry, someone's just calling my phone, but some people need to, I can sense the Lord saying, some people need to ask their wives for forgiveness. You were just convicted by what the story that I just shared. The Lord said, you need to ask your wife for forgiveness and wives need to ask your husbands for forgiveness. Mm. And you might be thinking, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. It was her. Well, you're offended and you're frustrated and angry. In God's eyes, you're also wrong. 
You're both mm. wrong, right? So y- you need to apologize to the Lord for you being offended in the first place, right? And why? You know, same thing. So just ask each other, for, honey, listen, I just want to ask you for forgiveness. I love you. Forgive me if I've offended you in any way. Forgive me and be the first one to do it, the Lord. Be the first one. Because if you want to change your wife, humble yourself in front of the Lord, in front of your wife, ask her to forgive you. And then that's going to lead her. Oh no, honey, it was me. I'm so sorry. That's how you do it. That's going the extra mile. That's walking in love and that peace and that grace that you Mm -hmm. want the Lord to extend to you. You extend to your wife, you extend to your husband. So that, that, that peace with each other, the peace with the Lord, because those that are frustrated and angry in the flesh, the church that's in the flesh, the church that's just deceived, they're also going to be in the judgment. And they're, the Bible says we get judged first before mm-hmm. he judges the world, right? So anyway, may peace with, each other, may peace with God. Um, the next seven years are going to be amazing. In fact, there's so many things that the Lord is showing uh, me personally and, and, and corporately with my church, you know, making movies, making films. The Lord said, I'm calling you back to Hollywood. I said, Lord, this time I'm not going without you. I almost got eaten alive when I was there. <laughs> um, and, and literally when I was on Survivor, there was all these parties I was invited to. And I went to some of them and it was like, it was just, thank God, even though I wasn't saved yet, I was so, uh, I didn't want to be part of it. You know, people sleeping with husband and married and their girlfriends at home and married and they're all, everyone's yeah. sleeping with one another. I'm the only one that I literally, the only, maybe one of the only people that didn't kiss anybody or touch anybody. I mean, it was like, whoa, and I was still in the world. So thank God the Lord protected me from all of that. I'm so grateful to the Lord. But the next seven years are going to be amazing. It's going to be the best of the best or the worst of the worst for the people who really are not following God, not seeking God, not reading the word. Because you might know God, you know, oh, I know of God. God. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him, not just know of him, but know him deep. And, and that way, the next seven years are going to be amazing. There's so much to come, you guys, so many exciting things to come, but the world is going to shake the Lord. So 2024 is going to be a year of shaking. Like I felt such a trembling and a shaking in my spirit. Like, whoo, it's like an earthquake in the spirit realm, shaking all the foundations of the enemy, all the lies of the enemy. They're just going to crumble. And a lot is going to be exposed this year, a lot more than we think. Amen. So Flyover family, you can follow Anna Kate at x.com forward slash Anna Kate, A-N-N-A-K-H-A-I-T. Anna, thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. We really yeah, appreciate please it. Please come back again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And come visit me on my website as well. It'd be amazing. We'd love to connect with you guys and email me if you have questions or prayer or anything like that. I know the, these mighty women of God pray for you too, but if you have any you know questions or, or prayer requests, please feel free to email them. I love praying for you guys. So love you, David and Stacy. Thank you for having me and Colton in the background. Love everybody. Thank you. Thank for you. We'll me. put a link to uh, your website in the notes mm-hmm. below. You guys can follow her. Get into her world. That's this. She's somebody that you're going to benefit by association. So thanks for being on. We'll see you in Michigan at the Reawaken America event in June. So look forward to that, if not sooner. And you have a great day. When you see that the dollar is worth less, literally every single month, and for the first time in our life, the 80-year run of the dollar being the supreme thing around the world is going away. This is not going to be artificially propped up much longer because it's not respected around the world. And so some of our friends may think we're crazy. We talk about silver right now, buying silver, buying silver, buying silver. And they're like, what are you talking about? Why not the stock market? What is your problem? What are you thinking? It's kind of like that 2008, 2009 time period. It's like, I think in a very short period of time, there's going to be a lot of people that wished they would have bought silver. I know that Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott is the number one best person to trust and to take care of you in this situation. That is exactly right. If you want to set up a free consultation with Dr. Kirk Elliott, you just go to flyovergold.com. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information. 
When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you, help answer questions for you. It's a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You will be glad you did. The Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshops are the world's highest rated and most reviewed business workshops because we teach you what you need to know to grow. You can learn the proven uh, 13-point business systems that Dr. Zellner and I have used over and over to start and grow successful companies. I mean, we get into the specifics, the specific steps on what you need to do to optimize your website. We're going to teach you how to fix your conversion rate. Uh, we're going to teach you how to do a social media marketing campaign that works. How do you raise capital? How do you get a small business loan? We teach you everything you need to know here during a two-day, 15-hour workshop. It's all here for you. You work every day in your business, but for two days you can escape and work on your business and build these proven systems so now you can have a successful company that will produce both the time freedom and the financial freedom that you deserve. You're going to leave energized, motivated, but you're also going to leave empowered. The reason why I've built these workshops is because as an entrepreneur, I always wish that I had this. And because there wasn't anything like this, I would go to these motivational seminars, no money down, real estate, Ponzi scheme, get motivated seminars, and they would never teach me anything. It was like you went there and you paid for the, the big chocolate Easter bunny, but inside of it, it was a hollow nothingness. And I wanted the knowledge, and they're like, oh, but we'll teach you the knowledge after our next workshop. And the great thing is we, we have nothing to upsell. At every workshop, we teach you what you need to know. There's no one in the back of the room trying to sell you some next big uh, get-rich-quick, walk-on-hot-coals uh, product. It's literally we teach you the brass tacks, the specific stuff that you need to know to learn how to start and grow a business. And I encourage you to not believe what I'm saying, and I want you to Google uh, the Z66 Auto Auction. I want you to Google Elephant in the Room. Robert Zellner and Associates, look them up and say, are they successful because they're geniuses or are they successful because they have a proven system? When you do that research, you will discover that the same systems that we use in our own business can be used in your business. Come to Tulsa, book a ticket, and I guarantee you it's going to be the best business workshop ever and we'll even give you your money back if you don't love it. We've built this facility for you and we're excited to see you. Now you may be thinking, what does it actually cost to attend an in-person two-day interactive Thrive Time Show business workshop? Well, good news. The tickets are $250 or whatever price that you can afford. What? Yes, they're $250 or whatever price you can afford. I grew up without money, and I know what it's like to live without money. So if you're out there today and you want to attend our in-person two-day interactive business workshop, all you got to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com to request those tickets. And if you can't afford $250, we have scholarship pricing available to make it affordable for you. You know, we were joking just a moment ago uh, off camera. You know, there's there's a lot of different, uh, really brilliant minds that deliver content in in different different ways. Right now, my my Doverman, he's 100 pounds and he's he has a cough, and we're giving him this medicine. And giving a Doverman medicine, you know, could <laughs> it's probably like a lot of sermons. You know, you could you could branch out from there, but but you you got to take your finger and put it back behind the teeth where it's gums and he kind of gags a little bit. Then you take the pill and you sh literally shove it to the back of his tongue and then pull your finger out, close the mouth and the pill goes down and it, 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 it's violent. It's, it's abrupt. We should do a video of we, that. We should make a, a, a cut of that, but, but it's for his good. The pill's going to help him. And it's just kind of how I got to deliver the medicine uh, to him based on his ability to receive. There's a lot of different speakers out there delivering truth uh, today and nobody does it quite like you give a pill to a Doverman like Mr. Clay Clark. <laughs> 
It's good. It's for his own good. Um, you know, the, the ends justify the means, and it's a hundred percent good for him. Now, not a lot of people. It's like that movie with with Tom Cruise, and you know, where the Navy is like, you can't handle the truth. Um, right. You know, I got Flavor family. Maybe some of you can't handle. No, that's the, not true because the, the truth. We people watch Clay every single week. They keep coming yep. back for more. They're like, all right, all right. They just have to get themselves ready, prepared. Like a really good personal trainer that you don't like, but you know it's good for you. <laughs> like you keep coming back. You sign up for another session and you limp away and you're kind of mumbling under your breath, but you come back because you know it's it's going to benefit you in the long term. Because nobody researches like Clay yep. and gets the information well, out there. Up at 4 a.m. gathering truth. Three. Well, let me say this real quick. And I'm, I'm not prophetic, but I want to start off with some positive wins that are, are about the future here. So um, one is we have the Reawaken America Tour June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have many, many wonderful confirmed speakers, including Laura Trump, Eric Trump, Cash Patel, General Flynn, uh, Dr. Peter, Peter McCullough, uh, Mike Lindell. I mean, the lineup just continues to grow every day. Jim Brewer, obviously, you too, the host of the Flyover Conservative shows, uh, the show. We have Amanda Grace. We have Julie Green. It's going to be a mm-hmm. great Laura Logan, Laura Logan going to be there as well. Laura Logan will be there June seventh in Detroit, Michigan. And again, you can name your price. You just go to time to freeamerica.com, time to freeamerica.com, June seventh and eighth. So everybody out there, go there today. Use promo code flyover for a chance to win a backstage pass. A uh, second thing, good news, and again, I'm not prophetic. The Bass Master event. Look it up. Have your producer look it up, Dave. The Bass Master event. I'm not into bass, and I'm I, but I can say it. The Bass Master tournament is coming to Grand Lake, Oklahoma, and I've convinced <laughs> my wife and my kids to get excited about it. And I, I'm, I'm excited, and I don't know why. Back to the Doberman thing. Maybe I'm just back to the Doberman phase of my life. But I am excited. And Dave, I'm not prophetic, but I think you and Stacy may want to come out. There's check this out. It's the Super Bowl of fishing i've been told <laughs> oklahoma listen oklahoma oklahoma has been chosen as this year's location there's a hundred thousand people already confirmed coming oh between gosh. hotels convention centers and this is actually a sport now if you watch the highlights right. you go to youtube and type in bass master highlights it's arguable right there whether that's an endorsement for the sport or if that dampens your desire to go but it's people in a boat fishing they go Zzz. And then there's a sport commentator. It's like, it's like ESPN. There's commentators, and they go, yeah. "Well, Danny Smith from Utah, he uh, throws out the oh, ooh, oh." And then, then the other guy kind of whispers. He's like, "He's reeling him in. He's gonna get." And zzz. and this goes on. They have like eleven hours of streaming yeah. video with these guys. <laughs> Hey, when, when they bring those guys in for the weigh-in, though, it's like it's like WWE. They bring them into a stadium. These have a four-wheeler pulling the boat, and there's laser lights and smoke. You know, the first time I ever saw that on like ESPN eight or whatever, I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Vision. And it shows we're in a prosperous uh, society. You know, I don't know how you would ever talk about this in the past, where um, you know you have you have things like cornhole. You know, you're, you're, you can be a competitive athlete, but sponsored by a bratwurst. <laughs> company it's it's a we're an interesting time in history i'm just saying you guys should look at your calendar march 22nd 24th i'm gonna be there i'm convinced i called a buddy of mine he says you're you're gonna take me to the bass master i said come on no one knows the word bass and master more than me you're going i'm buying the meat i'm supplying the lodging i'll supply the boat you just be the bass master and he's like i'm, I'm in so i've got several of my buddies coming my kids are That's bringing funny. people it's starting to really get a momentum here. And the main thing we have to do, Dave, is between now and then we have to understand what the Bass Master Tournament is all about. But you two should come. Tulsa, Jerusalem, just east of that in Grand Lake, March 22nd, 24th. 
I'm going to be there, Dave. You should be here because, Dave, you know, we're watching the Great Reset. A lot of bad things are happening, but at least we can have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And my final positive update is we have the, the Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshops that we do every two months. Our next one's coming up in March. I've been doing those since 2005. So, again, I'm just trying to give people some positive things to look forward to in the calendar. And now let's go into the negative news. Now let's go into <laughs> Well, if it's been negative news, there's probably somebody out there watching right now in their career. Could you imagine this is your career? You went to school, you have video production, you think you're going to be the next Ron Howard or something, you end up... And, and you end up with a job as like an intern or, or something and you're you're editing the, the fishing video oh like you're, you're, you're going through the hours of it to take the parts <laughs> that are not interesting enough to make the cut and you're cutting out the boring parts of the fishing Brutal. Like, like that would be you'd have to be reevaluating your life choices and what you're doing if that's your job working for you know bass pro or one of these companies editing fishing video Listen, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be getting up around 4 a.m., 3 a.m. I'll be getting in the boat around 4 a.m. I'm serious. 4 a.m., 3 a.m. with like a, light, with like a, with like a, like a hat with like a light on it. And I'll be up there. And the other bass people, because the pros, they get up like at what, 4 or 5. Yeah. I'll be up before them. There'll be fog on the lake. I'll be the first guy out there. And I'll kind of give pro tips with my orange vest on, tell people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. The bass are over there, you know, stuff like, you know, yes. Dave, you look sincere, almost like a traffic guide for the bass people yes. you know, yes. over there. And by, by my dock there, Dave, I have a deep, when you hop off of my, my dock there, my boat dock, if you jump down, it's about a hundred feet deep right there. And wow. so apparently the other day I saw a guy, I thought he was homesteading. I thought he was uh, sort of squatting on my property. I get there and I'm like, what's going on? And this guy was really lathered up. He's having a good time fishing. I didn't want to tell him, Hey, I live here, buddy. And so <laughs> Yeah, Dave, you got to come out to this March 22nd, 24th. I don't want everyone to freak out, but this could be the best thing ever. Now we can, now we go back to the crazy stuff. Okay. Zelensky. Zelensky's on drugs. People say, Clay, you seem pretty fired up. No, no. This guy, Zelensky, he is next level fired up. This guy's completely high as a kite. He hops on MSNBC and he asks America, America to give it, give him more money. Watch this video. I cannot oh make this. Oh, This is big enough for your producer. I'm hitting play here. Here we go. Mr. President. I just returned from several areas along the front line in the south and in the yeah. east. And soldiers there told me they have to ration their ammunition. They don't have enough weapons to advance. They can only defend themselves. In some cases, they're losing territory. Let's look at it again. What do you think he's oh on Oh, my here, gosh. Dad? What is going on? Several areas along the front line in the south and in the yeah. east. And soldiers there told me. They have to ration their ammunition. They don't have enough weapons to advance. They can only defend themselves. In some cases, they're losing territory. What happens to your country if this American aid doesn't arrive? We will lose a lot of people. We will lose territories. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel stuck here. <laughs> That's Jim Brewer from Half Baked back in his pre-Christ uh, days there. <laughs> Want to get your reaction to that there, Dave? The idea that the guy who's leading the country that America is funding. Think about the money we've given to Ukraine. 
we could have built a border wall uh, oh. separating America from Canada, America from Mexico. Um, we arguably could have built a man-made island to house all the illegals. Think about this. We could have. China is building man-made islands. We could have said, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to build a man-made island for all you illegals. We could have. Uh, I mean, there's so many things we could have it, done. All the homeless people, all the veterans, we could have helped. What are your thoughts on that, Dave? Uh, well, I think his name is uh, Massey, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, mm-hmm. made a statement over a year ago, and Newsmax cracked on him and said it was fake news that we had spent more sending money to Ukraine than we had on our entire infrastructure, roads, bridges, airports, all included. And then uh, he made that statement again this year, but now it's double. We spent double the amount sending money to Zelensky than we have. And they're having a problem because they're running out of people to actually hold the weapons if you're going to send them weapons. But I, I, I don't know if we'll get on the screen. I just I sent over a tweet that I, I put out on the Flavor Conservatives uh, X channel this weekend. Um, when you look at the guy that they put in charge of this and you look at his past career. Now, you hire people all the time. You do group interviews every single week and, you, and you're, you're filtering through the best that Tulsa has to find people to fill jobs at 160 different companies that you're a part owner in. Um, you, when you look at resumes, you, you know, take a second and look at somebody's past and think, is this somebody I would want running a small business, a carpet cleaning franchise or anything else, let alone, hey, is this a person that we can trust with no accounting, no oversight, no looking? We should at least all have a spreadsheet to say we sent all this money. Where did it go? How was it, how was it used? How is this brilliant mastermind using this money to compete against Putin? Uh, you look at these clips, you look at the things that, that he, that he's put out, um, there's 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 not one thing from his past that said he could run a carpet cleaning franchise in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's not one thing from his past that says he could uh, be a manager at a Target or any other job that mm-hmm. people watching this show do. But yet, right. yet unchecked, no supervision. You know, we kind of give him the the uh, the American black card to just mm-hmm. unlimited spending, however he sees fit, with no oversight. Uh, that alone, regardless of what his past looked like, would be a risk. Combine that with a guy that uh, you know performs mostly nude and plays a piano with his private parts. It's it's not it's not a formula that any rational thinking person would ever ever connect the dot on. Also, people don't know this. He he appointed uh, Marina Abramovich, the spirit cooker, the Satan cooking spirit spirit cooker, to be uh, an ambassador to work with the children in Jeez. Ukraine. Um, he also, you know, did the cross dressing uh, early career. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on. But so Zelensky, not good. This just in. Okay, now uh, if we want to build a wall, though, apparently Egypt knows how to do this. I'm going to pull this up as big as I can on my screen here. This is Egypt. I want people to look at the wall they have in Egypt going on here. <laughs> This is on the Egypt-Gaza border wall. Yep. They're, they're, barbed they, wire. they make the Chinese look like chumps mm-hmm. when it comes to building walls. Look how many levels it is. Look how much, like, we'll see a different angle in just a second, but I mean, it's at least, what, four walls, it looks like? Maybe three walls. They've got barbed wow. wire. Look at this. No they're not playing. across that. I mean, look at that. I mean, this wall, I mean, there's at least one, two, three. There's like it appears to be two layers, and they got the barbed wire. Then they have an open area, and then they got another wall. I mean, no one's getting through that thing. And so, again, for anybody out there, uh, your listeners are smart, but for anybody out there that's saying, "Yeah, I just don't know if a wall would keep people out." They, they, what happens with the left is they're so aggressive about uh, propagating, propagandizing their lies that people start to question their own sanity. Mm-hmm. People start to go, 
maybe a wall wouldn't keep people out. I, I see people all the time. And I think whatever you get in your times where you're starting to feel hopeless, meaning you, meaning you, do, you just don't have hope, we need to get back to God. We need to get back mm-hmm. to God. Before we feel hopeless, we need to get God, get back to God. And I, it's great to see President Trump is now calling upon God's hand in favor to save our nation. He spoke at the Religious Broadcasters uh, Conference there, a convention there, the NRB. And I want to play this clip for you because I think it really speaks to his heart right now. Here we go. The greatest threat is not from the outside of our country. I really believe this. It's from within. It's the people yeah. from within our country that are more dangerous than the people outside. We can handle China. We can handle Russia. We can handle all of them if you have a smart leader. But the inside people are very dangerous. They're very sick people, in my opinion, in many cases. They're sick. I'm here today because I know that to achieve victory in this fight, just like in the battles of the past, we still need the hand of our Lord and the grace of Almighty God. We have to have that. I think that is so powerful to hear him say that. Yeah. And I know there's other people that have reached out to me and have said, I, you know, they wish that they would have heard him call on the name of Jesus Christ. There many people wish he would have. And all I can say is this is a pretty massive, monumental move for the president of the United mm-hmm. States or the president of the United States to call on God. I think it shows a certain humbleness. I think it shows a certain um, love yeah. of God and country. Yeah. Um, Stacey, I want to get your reaction just hearing President Trump say that. It was huge. It made me think back um, in the prophetic report, uh, not this past week, but the week prior, there was a whole thing on President Trump. Um, and Amanda Grace from, this was actually from 2021, but the Lord brought it back out January 4th. Um, the Lord said through Amanda Grace, for the sake of the gospel and the harvest, I raised up a leader, a leader called since birth that the enemy attempted to pull and drag down into the ditches and pitfalls of the world to attempt to destroy the call. However, even though the enemy attempted to tempt, tarnish, and stain, I, the Lord, refined. I allowed this past year a wilderness experience to refine the man. The trumpet I called from his mother's womb, my son Donald, imperfect, yes, however, called and anointed for a great task for leadership in a time of crisis to help steer. And she's uh, America through the troubled waters. And she said um, later on in that same prophetic word, she felt like this was this time right now with everything he's been going through. And he said, and my, and my son Donald shall be humbled even more and begin to see things through a different set of bifocals as I, the Lord, bring him into focus and center him on me. For without me, he cannot win this fight. And I think that is exactly what we're seeing right there. What you were seeing was him understanding that we need God as a country. And it's a humbling, not just Donald Trump, humbling all of us, humbling ourselves and saying the only way that this is going to be fixed is God. And we have to humble ourselves during this time. And it's beautiful to see President Trump doing that. see it from the top down. Yeah, exactly. You know, with Trump, um, one thing, if if you look at the Kim Clement prophecies and you were to watch them, one of the things that Kim said, I I don't know if people watch that or they skip over that part, but I don't hear a lot of people reference it. But uh, Kim Clement did prophesy that America would be humbled and then humbled again some more, that there would be uh, Trump would be building the wall. He actually said that Trump would become a trumpet. He said he'd be Mm -hmm. building the wall. He said then the progress of building the wall would be stopped. And then he said that Trump would be filled with the Holy Spirit and return for a second term. So there's a lot there that I, I think a lot of people have missed out on. And so, again, um, there are um, 
if you read the Bible and you really, really do read the Bible um, and you go to Mark chapter 13, it's very clear, Matthew chapter 24, um, you know, you're going to see wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, these things, true. But you're also going to see where the gospel has to be preached in all the world and then shall the end come. So um, you're start, I mean, again, so you have to have the gospel preached in all the world, but you also have to have the famines, pestilences. And, and I just encourage everybody, read Mark chapter 13, read Matthew chapter 24, read Luke chapter 21. And if you go to rumble.com and you do a search for the Kim Clement Trump prophecies, that's what you type in, Kim Clement Trump prophecies, you'll be able to find them. And uh, Kim Clement, one of the uh, late, great, and most accurate prophets of his time. So I encourage everyone to check that out. Go to rumble.com, search for Kim Clement Trump prophecies. So we continue back to the news of the day here. Um, this is uh, a China is gearing up for something. Now, I try not to watch Fox News, but this is just the source that I have happened to have uh, pulled this from. But there's other resources reporting the same thing. Listen to what they're doing in China right now, folks. China is strengthening it from within. Chinese companies setting up their own volunteer armies, a practice that we haven't seen since the 1970s. Congressman, um, it appears that China is doing something they, have, they haven't done in a while since the 1970s, but they're prepping for war. Yeah, this is essentially equivalent to our National Guard. But what it really is, is just a continued expansion, a massive expansion of the People's Liberation Army and the armed forces in China. Their, their nuclear buildup, their shipping, uh, their Navy is just, uh, they're out building us on ships uh, to, to an exponential scale. Um, it, it's really, we have got to respond and respond quickly, not only with the equipment that we have, and I know you serve, but with also the readiness and training uh, we're more focused on our woke ideology and checking some boxes instead of actually training soldiers to kill our enemies. Now, just think about it for a second. Imagine mm-hmm. if we had an American city, a major U.S. city, and I'll mute this as I hit play here. Imagine we had an American major city, like uh, let's go with um, uh, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Houston, insert the city, and imagine that we rolled out our military just to show the world what we had. Uh, that's what they're doing. I mean, the military in China is absolutely massive. And I just encourage everybody to know that the Bible in the book of Revelation, it did prophesy there'd be a time where you'd see an army of hundreds of millions of people being put together. So again, back to the Bible. I always go back to the Bible. If you open up your Bible to Revelation chapter 16, Verse 12 through 14, the Bible tells us that when the Euphrates River dries up, that's when the false prophet will show up, and that's when China and Russia will team up. But the the Bible also does prophesy you're going to see these countries, the kings of the East, China and Russia, teaming up with an army that's going to total hundreds of millions. We'll talk about that more in a minute. So as Trump is calling on God— i got to just point out, Clay, that's that's an army consisting of only two genders. Yeah, it's not like a woke army. Those are serious people. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're not right. they, they don't have like a bunch of boxes to check and they're trying to they're focused and 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 on purpose and that people get lost in the sauce with the stuff of you dismiss everything Putin says because he's awful or uh, is it nothing to do with whether these people are good or bad as to what they're serious about their jobs and and I gotta ask you a question would would anyone watching this show hire Joe Biden to do your job or any job in your company? No, there's not. There's even the most extreme leftists would not hire Joe Biden to run a tanning salon. And so the this is a moment in history where people got to like get their minds right, Christians otherwise, and get out of the weeds and think seriously. We need serious people leading us right now because it's not matter whether these are good people or bad people. They're serious people. 
And we need to be serious in our approach to it and get out of all of, of, of this woke virtue signaling, what I consider very confused ideologies and get laser focused on real issues at hand. And we have 251 days basically uh, to make that happen. This isn't a time to be like, well, this guy's mean. No, it, it's, it's serious and not serious. There's two categories. That's it. Just real quick here, because one of the criticisms that I get the most, and I, I think it's you know probably well deserved, uh, but I, I it's it's a, a criticism I receive all the time. People tell me they go, "You're always so intense. You're just so intense. What you're doing? <laughs> uh, we're watching the fall of Western civilization, and yeah. a lot of people are blasty blast. Watch this. This is the commercial put out on CCTV. So if you go to YouTube, just type in CCTV on YouTube. That's the official Chinese Communist Party YouTube channel. This is their commercial they're running out to recruit in China. He's getting fired up. He's going to enlist. Just look at the sheer volume of the amount of people they have. Just to be clear, if the Chinese armed their people and they came over here, they would outgun us seven to one for every American. There's seven Chinese for every American. That's before you add in China. Now, again, Revelation. 9 verse 16 says the number of the army of, of the horsemen were 200,000 and I heard the number of them. So John was given an open vision by God when he was exiled on the island of Patmos and he had a vision for 200 million a 200 million person army which was significant uh, for a lot of reasons but one there wasn't even 200 million people on the planet at that time. Okay? Yeah, so that's a good a, point. A, well, Peter Navarro who I love Peter Navarro. He's kind of like uh I don't know what he's it's it's like a he is like my connection to the mind of George Washington. What am I saying? Yeah. This guy so uh, uh, steeped uh, or, or researched or filled with research of the founding of America, of what makes America great. I mean, this mm -hmm. guy is like a 
walking, walking history book, very practical person. And he was the one who tr- authored the Trump economy. Now, just to be very clear, there were, are three aspects to the Trump economy that everyone should know. I talk about it every time I hop on the show, if I can, because people need to understand uh, the, the really the gift that he gave America those four years. But he actually fought for deregulation. So deregulation, yep. what does that mean? It's less difficult to uh, get a permit to build a pond, okay? Deregulation. Second, he pushed for lower taxation. I think everybody out there benefited from that. And third, he pushed for tough negotiation with China. So if you'll notice right now, this heavily CCP-influenced government, who are they coming after? They're coming after Trump and Navarro for, for standing up against China. So he got a chance to speak at CPAC. I actually talked to him just moments after he stepped off the stage. And uh, he was in rare form, and uh, he's going to be going to prison in about 30 days now. And your wonderful listeners have gone to GibsonGo.com forward slash Navarro. And just I want to thank everybody out there that's done this. Um, we need to raise just a little bit of more additional funds to help Peter. But what he's doing is he's a 74-year-old man, and he's preparing to go to prison. That's the conversation we had this weekend. He's um, you know, getting his affairs in order, You know, um, where you're – what if I'm gone for beyond four months? What if – what does that look like? You know, yep. who pays the light bill? Who pays the utilities? Who stays in touch with my family? What, ha- you know, that whole thing. So he's getting his affairs in order as a living person ready to go into jail for uh, doing nothing other than refusing to testify against President Donald J. Trump. That's really what it is. Um, but this uh, woke or weaponized legal system wants Peter Navarro to share his uh, phone records, his text messages, his emails that he had with President Trump while he was serving in the official capacity in the United States as the chief negotiator with China. Again, pushing deregulation, pushing lower taxation, and pushing this, this idea of making America yeah great by doing tough negotiations so again if you go to gibsongo.com forward slash navarro and you donate anything at all uh that's gonna help anything at all gibsongo.com forward slash navarro but if you text me proof of that donation to my cell phone number 918-851-0102 918-851-0102 we're gonna enter you in for a chance to win a backstage pass to the reawaken america mm-hmm. tour so let me play this clip this is peter navarro speaking at cpac here we go just Two shout outs. One, uh, I want to thank Matt Schlapp uh, for the opportunity to come here. It's been a while since I've been at CPAC, but it's a great honor to be with you. And uh, a shout out to Pixie. Uh, it's her birthday. And I uh, wish you were here, love. Um, all right. Now I'm going to get really serious. Most serious six minutes you're going to have, I think, probably in this whole thing. But you need to hear this. And what I'm going to talk about is this thing called lawfare that President Trump talked a lot about today, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but this is, in my judgment, the uh, one of the most important things we're facing. So what is this thing? Lawfare, partisan politics by weaponized justice means. Look at what's going on. Democrats, Biden, Garland, and Smith, Bragg, James, and Willis, in a sizable chunk of the radical wing of the Democrat Party, not only want to stop Republican Donald Trump from retaking the White House. They want this presidential titan, and I was there when he was that titan, and providential titan who kept our nation in prosperity and out of war for four beautiful years. They want him to die cruelly in prison. We must face that reality. If you don't believe they may well succeed, just, just look at my own situation as I stand before you on this stage as a former high-ranking Trump official now just weeks away 
from a prison cell. The parallels between my own and Trump's case are indeed striking. I am the first, the first senior White House advisor ever convicted of contempt of Congress. Trump is the first former president. And he goes on to explain that their goal is to put President Donald J. Trump in prison. This is yeah. an actual goal they have. And I don't think a lot of people, Dave, and I, I know you take this seriously. You also try to have a positive attitude. But I don't think a lot of Americans recognize just how severe the situation is. Well, we're, we're, we're in this place. And, and oddly enough, it's a safer position in America to be bought off by China than it is to negotiate against China. Um, you know, we had the, the situation with the Tesla last week, you know, we talked about. Um, it, it's a very dangerous position in America to stand up for America and against China. The safest place for an American leader right now would be an anti-American policy and, and, and in a, a financially beneficial connection to China. That is the, the two camps mm -hmm. that exist in our, in our country. And it's Republican and it's Democrat-alike. It's Mitch McConnell. It's Joe Biden. It's the whole kit and caboodle. If you're financially benefiting from China and opening the door to them in every way possible, it's a very safe country to be in. America is not a safe nation if you're standing against China and negotiating against China in America's best interest, period. That's the, that's the, the dichotomy. 100% correct. Now, I'm going to go back to some positive vibes for a second. Positive is, you know, Robin Williams, one of the most respected comedians of his uh, time, uh, towards the end of his career, I'd say the last third of his career, every once in a while, he'd fire off political quips that would make me proud. Um, and I want you to see this, and I apologize if your producer has to edit this in post-editing here a little bit. I, I think it's clean, but here we go. Rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? <laughs> Joe says people at Tourette's go, No. No. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. Yep. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When SDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. <laughs> and I have to say, in my memory, you were one of the most engaged and hardest working participants here at the annual meeting. I, I watched you uh, in the morning up to midnight sometimes, one engagement after the other one. Dr. Schwab, I'm flattered you'd ask me to keynote. Uh, there's an expression in my old neighborhood back in the United States. This may be above my pay grade. It's not above yours, though. You've written extensively on the topic that you've asked me to speak to, mastering the fourth industrial revolution. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing. Right. Uh, just so Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016, where he talked about mastering the fourth industrial revolution. And the fourth industrial revolution is, in fact, this transhumanism agenda, which you can read about in the book of Daniel, where they talk about mixing the miry clay with the iron. And I know Daniel happens to be a, a big book there, folks. So I'll tell you specifically where you go. Just go to Daniel chapter two and you can read about the fourth kingdom, which Klaus Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution, mixing miry clay with iron, a.k.a. mixing man with machine. 
So and when and then when Joe Biden is described by Klaus Schwab as being jihadist, working, mm-hmm. let me try again. Klaus Schwab is a little more depressed and a little more angry. Let me try again. You were one of the hardest working. You know when he describes them that way. Yeah. You understand these people are really into. Um, a satanic ideology. That's why the World Economic Forum logo is 666. That's why the CERN logo is 666. That's why the Google Chrome logo is 666. That's why they're located in Geneva. That's why Microsoft has a patent, W02020060606, for the Mark of the Beast cryptocurrency system using body activity. So what I'm saying is when he says that guy was one of the hardest working members, mm-hmm. went from one engagement to the next, we're talking about Luciferians. What does that even mean? I mean, so Joe Biden, you talk about a time where people have a seared conscience, where good would be called bad, bad would be called good. I don't think Joe Biden even has the emotional, spiritual capacity to feel guilty about things. He was talking about doing this in 2016. So my calls to action today would be this. Uh, One, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, come join us June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan for the Reawaken America Tour. For the Reawaken America Tour, you can get those tickets right there at timetofreeamerica.com, June 7th and 8th. Also, um, if you want to watch the Reawaken America Tour documentary for free tonight, you can watch that tonight for free at timetofreeamerica.com, starring General Flynn, uh, Michael Lindell, and Team America. Second, for anybody out there named Dave Whited or Stacy Whited. <laughs> Dave Whited? Uh, Stacy Whited? Uh, working for Dave Whited or Stacy Whited? Uh, the Bass Master, March 22nd to 24th. <laughs> It's going to be an incredible event on Grand Lake. Uh, oh, the Cherokees in uh, Oklahoma. Grand Lake. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, for anybody out there named Dave White or Stacy White. And then finally, uh, this is a big thing here. Um, I encourage everybody out there, go to GibsonGo.com forward slash Navarro and find a way to uh, donate $5, $10, something to help Peter Navarro. I talked to him, you know, again, in rare form, he just got off the stage and I just said, Chief, what what can I tell pe- people? What what do you want me to tell them? What, where are we at here? And he just said, Hey, we need to raise that final amount, and I've got to make my preparations for actually going into prison now uh, for the foreseeable future. And so he's, you can imagine, um, we're talking again, sitting down with people saying, Hey, can you pay this bill? Could you pay that bill? If I get stuck in prison longer, can you do this? Can you do that? Hey, kids. Um, you know, talking about, you know, am I, is, can, can people come visit him? Can he come see people? Can people come see him? What are visitation hours? Does he get to make a call? Does he not? I mean, just think about the profundity of being 74 years old mm. and being, you are going to prison. And again, this is, this is a man who um, is a high and tight, opens the doors for people. Yes, sir. Yeah. No man, sharp, hardworking guy. Um, who really just wanted the best for America, and he's being persecuted because of it. So again, anytime you donate to him, you're not given to the bogus Republican Party. And then, by the way, no Republican governors have stood up to help him. No Republican senators or congressmen. You have seen Dan Bongino stand up. Thank you, Dan Bongino. You have seen... uh, Carlson stand up. You have seen a, your program. You have seen Elijah stream stand up. Um, you have seen general Flynn. You've seen Devin Nunes. You've seen cash Patel. So uh, president Trump himself donated hundreds of thousands of dollars, despite his ongoing legal problems that president Trump himself has. So again, I encourage everybody out there. This is a true Patriot. And if you donate, you'll feel good about that donation. That's gibsongo.com forward slash Navarro. And if you text me proof of that donation to my cell phone number, which is 918-851-0102, 918-851, 0102. You have a chance to win a backstage pass. And if you do buy a ticket for the Reawaken America Tour and you use promo code FLYOVER, you have a chance to win a backstage pass to the Reawaken America Tour as well. Thank you guys very much. 
Clay, thank you so much for your time. Always bringing the information. Um, like you know, David said, it really is information that's critical yep. that people need to know. And then Flyover Family, it's now you know the information. Now speak up and show up. Make a difference in your own community. You know, be a part of the Reawaken America events. Donate to P- Peter Navarro. These are things that we can do to help to make a difference. So Clay, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. You guys are the best. And Dave, your hair is looking incredible. Don't you? <laughs> Thanks, Clay. For those of you that are my age or maybe even, you know, a little older in that range, you probably remember this commercial. Where's, Where's the beef? beef? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I guarantee if, if there's a cut in the supply chain due to weather, any other kind of political attack, we're in election year, your kids are going to be looking at you saying that exact same thing if all you've stored is rice, beans, and maybe some pudding. They're, they're like, <laughs> Where's, Where's the, the beef? beef? They want to substitute real beef for stuff made in a lab. It's alive! It's alive! Even if you're, you know, kind of a prepared person, you've got a few things stored, it's hard to take care of the protein source in a way that's still enjoyable. These prices are so good and the beef isn't in such good quality, you could be storing this beef and use it on a regular basis. This could be part of your Taco Tuesday experience because you don't have to worry about storing it in a freeze location. The girl has tacos. So go to flyovermeat.com, use promo code flyover for a huge discount. Again, flyovermeat.com, promo code flyover. All right, Flyover family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow to get the things that I needed. So let's look inside. I got some my pillow uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, dog bed. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and flip it up for you. Come on, buddy. Nice and warm and fluffy. Perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right, if you want to get your own products, go to mypillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER to save up to 66% off. The Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshops are the world's highest rated and most reviewed business workshops because we teach you what you need to know to grow. You can learn the proven uh, 13-point business systems that Dr. Zellner and I have used over and over to start and grow successful companies. When we get into the specifics, the specific steps on what you need to do to optimize your website, we're going to teach you how to fix your conversion rate. Uh, We're going to teach you how to do a social media marketing campaign that works. How do you raise capital? How do you get a small business loan? We teach you everything you need to know here during a two-day, 15-hour workshop. It's all here for you. You work every day in your business, but for two days you can escape and work on your business and build these proven systems so now you can have a successful company that will produce both the time freedom and the financial freedom that you deserve. You're going to leave energized, motivated, but you're also going to leave empowered. The reason why I've built these workshops is because as an entrepreneur, I always wish that I had this. And because there wasn't anything like this, I would go to these motivational seminars, no money down, real estate, Ponzi scheme, get motivated seminars, and they would never teach me anything. It was like you went there and you paid for the the big chocolate Easter bunny, but inside of it, it was a hollow nothingness. And I wanted the knowledge, and they're like, oh, but we'll teach you the knowledge after our next workshop. 
And the great thing is we, we have nothing to upsell. At every workshop, we teach you what you need to know. There's no one in the back of the room trying to sell you some next big uh, get-rich-quick, walk-on-hot-coals uh, product. It's literally, we teach you the brass tacks, the specific stuff that you need to know to learn how to start and grow a business. And I encourage you to not believe what I'm saying, and I want you to Google uh, the Z66 Auto Auction. I want you to Google Elephant in the Room. Look at Robert Zellner and Associates. Look them up and say, are they successful because they're geniuses or are they successful because they have a proven system? When you do that research, you will discover that the same systems that we use in our own business can be used in your business. Come to Tulsa, book a ticket, and I guarantee you it's going to be the best business workshop ever. And we'll even give you your money back if you don't love it. We've built this facility for you, and we're excited to see you. Now you may be thinking, what does it actually cost to attend an in-person two-day interactive Thrive Time Show business workshop? Well, good news. The tickets are $250 or whatever price that you can afford. What? Yes, they're $250 or whatever price you can afford. I grew up without money, and I know what it's like to live without money. So if you're out there today and you want to attend our in-person two-day interactive business workshop, all you got to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com to request those tickets. And if you can't afford $250, we have scholarship pricing available to make it affordable for you. If you would like to meet us, we will be at that business conference next week. We would love to meet you in person. They are amazing conferences and you learn so much. And you're also in a room that's full of people that are all trying to move their business forward, learn. Yep. So it's kind of a, it's a hungry environment. So everybody's kind of anticipating mm-hmm. new breakthroughs and learning new insights. Then you kind of, whatever business you're in, you kind of interpret the events around you even better. And I want to talk about interpreting events a little bit. If you mm-hmm. uh, say we're going on a cruise with your family and you're, you're, you're getting on the ship and you're like excited, you got your back and all the people that work on the ship uh the stewards and people are are all kind of jogging off quickly and just kind of urgently and not talking to you and then you see you know the 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 captains and the people that run it they're kind of doing the the same excuse me excuse me coming coming through coming through like i am not getting on that ship you're like that's kind of interesting why would they want to get off like you might even ignore it because hey i'm so excited to get on. I've been watching the commercials. There's nothing but great things. But do you look at the the sparkle and dazzle the ship or do you look at the people that are in the know mm-hmm. that are the most vested, which would be the captains and the staff and people who work there? If they're hurrying and rushing to get off, oh, there's there's nothing to see here. There's no problem. Um, but they're but they're hustling to get off. That should be a sign. Mm-hmm. Although most people, because we're kind of programmed to be distracted by the glitz and the the smells and oh, this mm-hmm. looks good. Um, you got to look not at the glitz, but you got to look at the people that are invested in the the the, the boat, the ones mm-hmm. you're about to get on. And it's been interesting because we've been talking about stuff quite a bit, you know, over the last uh, couple of years, you know, talking to Kirk Elliott. I think we might have a PhD. Uh, <laughs> honorary. Honorary PhD. And what we're learning uh, from Dr. Kirk Elliott over the last year and a half or two years. But he brought up this whole thing about Bezos. If you guys remember from last week, Bezos dumped $10.4 billion of his shares. There's a PDF of this. And so got why it. is he dumping 10.4 billion of his shares? What's going on that would cause that? His wife has done something very ex-wife, uh, uh, one of the richest ex-wives in the world has done the same. Um, that's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if, if something's going to be increasing, you'd think they'd want to hold it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and for that move, um, it's not happening just there. There's quite a few other people as well. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation selling stock in Microsoft. Um, Jamie Dimon, uh, 
uh, is, has not made a sale since 2005, and he just sold $150 million of, of shares of, of uh, uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, sold $400 million of, of Facebook stock. This is all in the last week or two. Um, There's uh, the Bezos. Uh, the Bezos sold $8.5 mm-hmm. billion dollars, uh, worth of Amazon. Um, there, there's quite a few others. Um, uh, Lily Endowment, $130 million of, of, of Lily's eye. Alex Carp sold $25 million, uh, in stock. Uh, McDermott recently sold $26 million. They got all the stock. Okay. Then also the Walton family, the Walton family just sold 4.5 billion worth of Walmart stock. And then Jim Ellis and Rob Walton sold 1.5 billion after their earnings. So you have to be like, okay, what the heck why, is going on? Why? Why is, they, why is everybody selling? We're gonna put a, a, a chart on the screen. There's a, a entrepreneur, kind of a tech executive, um, semi-economist person that we follow. I have a lot of trust in. Um, so you know, Bezos, Gates, and Zuckerberg uh, have all sold heavily over the last two months. He goes, I remember the last time that this happened, and he has a chart showing. December the 15th, 2021, uh, there was a major sell-off by these exact same players. He says, is the roller coaster going downhill again? Uh, you know, woohoo is, is, is the comment. But you look at that chart. The last time we were in this exact moment, that is what the stock market did. And when things hit a peak, that's sometimes where your mm-hmm. brother-in-law and people are like, oh, this is going up. I want to get in. But if you look around at the people that have the most invested, that have the most at stake, if they're pulling money out. What do they do? They pull money mm-hmm. out, do something else with it, and then get back in at the bottom of a dip like that. They're looking at global events. These people go and they meet at Davos. They meet uh, uh, at executive meetings and they they get together and they're like, hey, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Those are meetings that you're not you know, inv- invited to. And you got to look at, so then what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And again, if you're getting on a cruise ship, the captain, the staff, everybody is, is scurrying to get off. What do they know that you yeah, don't know? Great question. And uh, we're in turbulent times. We're got, you know, we're in basically seven wars in this world. We've covered in the past, China, Russia, all the major nations that are opposing the United States mm-hmm. are all heavily invested in tangible assets. Oil is a thing. Gold is a thing. Mm-hmm. Silver is a thing. They're getting into things and not a shoebox full of, of of IOUs, you know, like Dumb and Dumber. Like, hey, that's that's just as good. As, that's just as good as cash. <laughs> I would hold on to that. You know, you got to ask yourself this: if 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 you had a friend that you knew had not worked in two years, but his lifestyle was kind of the same, mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing well, but everything's going on a credit card. Would you take a, a ten thousand dollar IOU and borrow ten thousand to that guy? No, no. His, his, the, but if you, you know, if he had someone else, you knew was diligent, mm-hmm. was saving, is hardworking, has two jobs, the wife's working, you know, that they're, that they're producing income and they had a $10,000 IOU and they wanted $10,000, would you take it? Yeah, they're probably good for it. And so, so the dollar is shifting, other nations mm-hmm. are making moves and our stock market is, is at a peak place and the people at the top of it are pulling money out, not in thousands or hundreds of thousands, but by millions, millions millions and billions, Mm -hmm. eight and a half billion dollars by Jeff Bezos alone. So that is a warning to us and what we're doing personally, and we've been doing it consistently and and as much as we possibly can, is taking money out of other areas and putting it into things that are tangible, you know, Mm -hmm. gold, silver, oil. Those are the easiest things to do. Silver is the best investment, but you need somebody that can ride this roller coaster out with you and with no fee, get back 
out of it mm-hmm. at whatever point and put your chips back on the table when the playing environment becomes right again. So there is a fee at the, at the front end, yes. just not at the back end. And that's when, obviously, you know, if it spikes, you're not having to pay on all of that. So you're not paying on your important. gains. It's yes. incredibly important. But it all starts with a consultation. You, 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 you go to flyovergold.com and that just puts you into the loop with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. And then you have that conversation, pray about it and see if it's right for you. That's exactly right. So go, go ahead, again, go to flyovergold.com or call 720-605-3900. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. See you back next time, guys. Thanks a lot and peace out. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Hey.